We're live. All right. What's up, everybody? Other Life Podcast back in action for the weekly live session. Thanks for coming out, everyone. We got my buddy Barrett here in the house. Uh, Barrett from the Contain Podcast, who you might remember from previous shows. He's in our little Austin crew here. And uh, today we have a very interesting agenda of content. We have some serious stuff to talk about. Then we have some funny things to talk about. We're gonna. Ben has brought a, a video for us to react to, so we'll get to that. It's, I think it's an example of extraordinary internet Satanism. Satanism, by the way, is now going mainstream, folks. I've been talking a lot in recent months about how the internet is satanic, but now we're increasingly seeing explicit literal Satanism is now trendy. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And, you know, I think the first thing we're going to start off talking about is... I have some minor objections to that statement. But, all right. But we'll... We'll get to it. We'll get to it. I want to hear it all. I want to hear it all. Okay. That's cool. No problem. Yeah. I think we're going to start today by talking about some some topics we've been discussing in our own personal lives related to internet and publicity and some of the poisoning effects of being too public and and some of the perhaps underrated benefits of going a bit underground. I've been thinking a lot about, you know, all the various operations I've been doing and I'm starting to feel physically sick with my concern over metrics and, you know, public sentiment and the the responses I get to things. It can, it can really be, you know, um, I think quite toxic for, for the soul. And it, it, I really do mean it quite literally when I feel that the internet is increasingly satanic, just being too public on the internet uh, can corrupt the soul in many ways and, and give you very distracting motivations that are truly, truly in the long run, quite unwholesome. And so, yeah, I've been thinking about this a lot. And my buddy Barrett here has a, has a, has a much more private MO. He's much more underground. The contained podcast is, you know, he doesn't do a ton of public stuff. It's 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 behind the Patreon paywall, and most of uh, a lot of it yeah. is it's a lot of it's behind the paywall, but you can access it on Spotify or Apple. That's right. You can subscribe to the podcast publicly for sure. But yeah. the, I would say the 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 focus of your uh, creative work is mostly a kind of private underground kind of vibe. Is that fair to say? Uh, it. I I wouldn't say that's it's like explicitly private. Um, it's it's hard, you know. It's it's so hard to say because well, you've said to me that you feel like some of the best stuff you've ever done is when it's kind of with a private mentality. You're not really trying to share with the world, but it's for you know the the people in your world in a, in a more private way. Or what am I um, misunderstanding? I I think I think that's partially true because I, I don't think you want to get too you know you don't want to get too Plato's caved out with it. You just want to sort of you want to do things. I think, I think for me, the best, the best way to describe it is um, you don't want the distractions and the noise that surround the things like you want to do what you do, but limit the sort of dis the, the, your engagement to the like outside discursive elements that go along with it. So instead of it being like thinking of it as like a private as for a certain group or person or something like that. I don't really think of it that way. I think of it as like, how are these networks private? How are they cultivating like actual, like um, intensely focused, you know, or deeply unfocused uh, ways of just kind of like looking at certain things, you know, like how do you create your own like little world? And people talk about, well, there's echo chambers and we have to, break these echo chambers, but I'm actually increasingly of the opinion that echo chambers aren't what's bad. What's bad is the extraneous discursive noise 
that informs echo chambers. Definitely. I'm increasingly of the view that what you actually want is a radicalized echo chamber where it's yeah. like yeah. you have your people, high quality interlocutors that you interact with, and you have deep, meaningful relationships with them over time in a private sphere. And then you just try to grow the intensity of that sphere. Yeah. To me, that's increasingly where the future is at. And Same. this is yeah. why I'm increasingly interested in Urbit. I've been writing about Urbit a bit more. And as people know, I've been having some Urbit people on the podcast. And to me, that's the kind of radical wager of Urbit is that the future may be composed of these kind of strictly defined autonomous groups. And honestly, it really speaks to my soul at, yeah, at, at this same. moment. I'm, I'm kind of really thinking about doing something kind of radical with my various operations folks. And so for, for people out there listening, I just kind of, I haven't decided exactly what to do, but I do want to kind of give you a bit of a warning or just, you know, some, some update that I think sometime in the not too distant future in the next month or two, maybe. I'm going to do some kind of significant rearranging of my my systems and my priorities where I'm just going to basically kind of withdraw from from certain public facing things like I'm going to keep publishing to YouTube and I'm going to keep publishing to the podcast and I'm going to keep writing. I really want to do more. I want to organize everything around my own private writing and I'll publish up to the blog and the newsletter, but I don't want to be like available to on public platforms. I, th I might like turn DMs off on everything and maybe even go private on Twitter or something like that. And I'm going to focus on just writing and talking with people in my own private work, like indiethinkers.org probably, or, or Urbit. I'm thinking about maybe starting to actually like work on Urbit and be active on Urbit and build relationships on net and a network on Urbit. Cause there's a lot of cool people on there. So Barry, you're kind of interested in Urbit too, right? Yeah, I I'm, I'm really interested in Urbit. That's uh, something that I, I definitely, I definitely see a future and uh, just maybe not particularly the way that platforms arranged, but like you said, these more sort of like private, um, sort of, I guess you could say narrative driven groups. I think, I think people need, I mean, it's basically like, look, New York times has basically set, already said that deductive reason no longer applies to the way <laughs> that they approach, um, fact based journalism, like, which is completely insane so if you're i just don't understand why it, at that case it's like well this is this is the power that's out there why should you somehow think that you that they can do that but you can't that's right like in some way in some ways the prestige circles are their own little like urbit group that have, have like detached from reality yeah and they're just they have their own little cocoon and so it's like fair play to them you know maybe that is how things are going but that means we have to make our own cocoons and go yeah. all in on the cocoon that's kind totally. of what I'm thinking. And yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. of all the pro of all the fundamental projects out there, the engineering projects out there that are really um, wagering on this future, Urbit is kind of more radically far ahead on this vision of the future than any other networking paradigm. So I'm kind of I'm kind of into it. I'm thinking I'm actually talking with them about maybe like, yeah, developing some kind of more formal relationship where I really do all maybe even all of my writing on Urbit. I might even consider something like that. By the way, we got Ben in the house here. Say what's up, Ben. Yo, what's up? How you doing? Uh, remember, folks out there watching the live stream, any super chats go directly to Ben's pocket so he can get his tendies. And, you know, he's got a girlfriend now, so he's got to buy her tendies. Yeah. So, We're uh, pescatarians. Benny, we only get fish sticks. Oh, yeah. Justin. I keep forgetting. Well, okay. When I say tendies, let's just understand that that means fish tenders. Okay. Great. Right. Um, so, yeah, any super chats you want to hit me and Barrett with, um, we will answer whatever you got as long as you uh, throw Ben some money so he can take his girlfriend out on nice <laughs> uh, fish stick dinner. And uh, yeah, so that's there you go. All super chats go to starving intern Ben. Hopefully, soon he won't be starving. So, what else is new with you, Barrett? What's, what's going on? You're doing like streetwear and shit. Tell us about that. Uh, yeah, I've got, uh, I've, I've, been, I've been trying to design some clothes. 
uh, and I'm working out these videos. I'm finding these sort of like pre-made videos from the 90s and editing them up and creating these like weird new kind of, uh, I don't know, it's weird. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm so I'm, I'm working with some artists on some clothes. Uh, I think internet 2.0, these kind of public discursive spaces that drain us of our energy, our faculties and our mental RAM are, they're just fucking over. I mean, a good example of this is on my last podcast, uh, which was called uh, The Retardery Show. It was about all the most retarded things, good and bad. Uh, there's this one, you know, there's like this whole idea that, you know, you can be analog from the internet, which isn't true. It's about creating alternatives to these like, and you know, these kind of like entropy sucking forces that um, really, I, th I think they're so fundamentally bad for people. And I think they make people really cruel and uh, mean. And I think that it's that things are getting increasingly more, there's more ankle biters out there. There's more people who are, um, they're just ragging on certain individuals to gain any sort of attention. You know what I think is happening is that all the smartest and most creative people are hiding out in private forums. Yeah. So the only people that are left on the public internet who are actually active, like talking in conversations on the public internet are increasingly kind of deranged, psychotic people who, <laughs> yeah. you know, not all of them, of course, like I'm, I still talk in DMS and I reply to comments and stuff like that. So I'm still one of the people in the public universe, but I think increasingly all the smart, cool people are evacuating it intelligently. Yeah. And so I think over time, you're going to see in the next several months, maybe over the next couple of years, even that it's going to be the public web is going to become more and more of a cesspool. Yeah. Well, I definitely, but, but then you have these new public spaces that can form because all these people have been locked down for so long all of the rules on, on fashion and trends and events and, and basically culture in general, there's all this opportunity to somehow rewrite those. Yeah, that's and, interesting. And, 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 yeah. There's new, and there's actually like new forces of, of, of equitable power that can be used to do this, you know? And I think when you look at people who are like not, you know, trading in fiat currency, they're like giving you stars and shit, and things <laughs> that are uni universes and planets. Talk about Urbit if you're not yeah, I'm talking, familiar. I'm, talk, I'm talking about Urbit. It's like, yeah, so I don't have like $6,000 to give you, but I can give you a star that's <laughs> worth that much. Yeah. I think that there's all this new opportunity to have your own sort of like uh, crypto culture. Hell yeah. And it, it, it's like a cryptographic culture and it's not a it's not, it doesn't have to be rooted in crypto. It can be, you know, you, you, it could be anything, but I do think that there's this, this thing where people have been locked down for so long. You can sort of just like do crazy things and see what sticks. And, you know, that's why I'm like going to make clothes and we're going to throw parties and do weird shit or just move to Texas. Like don't, you know, you don't have to you don't have to be in New York or LA anymore. Totally. Yeah, there is this really exciting opportunity I feel like with the pandemic starting to lift where you're right. People's coordinates are so out of whack because society has basically been on pause for a year. So now there's this extraordinary opportunity to basically create your own narratives. Like the entire yeah. the entire future narrative of American society is kind of up for grabs right now because yeah. no one has a shared sense of what they're doing or a shared sense of story about like what the next five years will bring, what the next 10 years will bring culturally and socially. So if you can step up to the plate and articulate and embody a vision of like what, of what post, you know, COVID society is or should be, it's kind of up for the grabs. It's like that, that narrative is going to go to the, the most active first mover who's able yeah. to instantiate that reality um, aggressively. And so I completely see what you're saying. And I like that. 
Um, yeah, by the way, actually, Barry, you reminded me, we are going to be doing parties in Austin. So we don't have anything planned yet explicitly. But what I can say is if you want to get on the list for the things we're going to do, the best thing I can recommend is to text me. And uh, we actually, I haven't, I made a phone number specifically for people on the internet to, to stay in touch with me for when we have parties and stuff like this. So the number is 303-529-2047. That literally goes to my text messages and we will, I, I will text you back. I'll reply personally. And I'm going to use this list for when we start doing events and stuff. So definitely if you're in the Austin area or you're anywhere within driving distance and you'd want to come for like a, a weekend or a party or something like that, definitely text me. So I have you on the list because when we do stuff, I'm, I'll let that list know. And um, yeah, so we're going to be having like kind of underground things, but I'll be using this tool. I'll be using this like text list as a way of kind of sending the word out in a way that's like fluid. So uh, also you can just text me with anything you want. If you want to text like reaction video content or whatever, we're always taking suggestions on that. Um, yeah. So when do you think we could do our first party? Do you think we could pull it off uh, like as soon as April or cause after April, it's going to get hot as balls. So we, it, I feel like yeah, it's got, sure. it's got to be either April or like, you know, September or something or October or something maybe cause the summer, I think it's so nasty. No, it's no? fine. You think we could do summer events? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm kind of nervous about the heat. Do, you just need to do them near a waterfall. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Beautiful. I'm kind of nervous about the heat. I don't like heat myself. Yeah. I've neither. heard they have uh, monstrous mosquitoes. So we'll see. Oh, nice. Yeah. So what else? What else? Any any interesting stories from around Austin in your world? Nope. Uh, not, not much. I mean, you know, it's just been... Uh, same old thing every day, you know, kind yeah. of stuff, which is, which is good. You know, it's just uh, trying to, you know, I've been hanging out with people, you know, yeah. it's like just, ha I've been hanging out, um, being unproductive, you know, just, <laughs> just hang, you know, just basic shit right on, right on nothing, nothing too, you know, mystifying. Yeah. I'm feeling very kind of far from God lately. I've been reflecting on it because it's, you know, it's Easter, Easter weekend. Yeah. Yesterday was good Friday. And, uh, I've also been reading a lot of Rene Girard because we're doing, we're doing this course on Girard that's yeah. starting in, in the middle of June and uh, shout out to GerardCourse.co If you want to get the study guide and do some reading on Girard yourself, you can read what I've been reading. And, uh, yeah, it's making me realize he's super based. First of all, big shout out to him. Um, and also like more Christian than people, like a lot of people know he's, he's kind of a Christian oriented writer and thinker, but one of the things you realize when you read Gerard is it's, it's not just kind of Christian. It's like super Christian. It's like, yeah. if you think Gerard is cool, you kind of are a Christian. Um, and one of the things you get from reading him that I, I really like is an awareness of how like evil, pretty much everything is that we do. Like all, almost yeah. all desire is mimetic. And when you actually look at it, when you actually do an inventory of like the things that you feel motivated by on a daily basis, like most of it is mimetic and therefore ultimately satanic. And yeah, it's just got me thinking. I'm like, it's got me thinking a lot about how like my daily life when I log on to like these different public websites, check, check Twitter, check YouTube, check my Patreon analytics. And it's like a lot of that mindset is essentially a mimetic mindset where I'm like comparing myself to others and seeing how I'm performing relative to others. And to me, I, I just like, I get roped into that pretty quickly. And I do think it's, it's essentially satanic. I feel like you're kind of unique in that you you genuinely kind of don't care about that stuff that's one of the no. things i like about you like you can't you can't even pretend to really care about it no i i never check what anybody else's numbers are what they're doing i i don't i don't really think about it it's uh yeah it's it's like almost wholly unimportant to me yeah i don't know why that is it's just i i just don't see it i mean we're all going to the, you know we'll, we'll all end up 
in the same you know predicament towards the end anyway so what difference does it make i just i don't yeah it's yeah kind of weird i have a very non-competitive attitude yeah i'm and that's the absolutely correct attitude to have and i want to i want to cultivate that a little bit more so like something interesting is that we've been the, the youtube channel ben has been the views are up big time and people really like these streams but subscriber growth is down and I'm just like, I'm at the point where like, I don't give a shit anymore. I just don't care. I really don't care. Like, I, cause there's too many metrics to pay attention to. And I used to nerd out about that kind of stuff. And like, oh, I'm trying to build this like growing system. That's like super rationalized. I'm, I think I'm just over it. This is kind of the paradigm that's shift crazy. I'm going through where like my attitude is like, I'm going to, I want to, I want to have a few close friends I hang out with in real life who I love and who I just am honest and creative and supportive with. And I want to do the most thoughtful reading and writing that I can. And then I'm going to put out, you know, a podcast a week a blog post a week. And honestly, I'm just going to try to be more like you and just like completely forget about who's paying attention to what, whether there's growth or not, and just focus on quality content. Yes. Like to, to me, that that is the order of the day. And it's increasingly hard. Like I, you, you're blessed with a, with a, a pure soul that just genuinely doesn't care about it. But I think for a lot of people, it's so, it's just impossible to yeah. extricate yourself from this. And to me, this is like why I'm so interested in Urbit. Cause like any system that is, that, that, that is all about creating this like radically calm, detached, alternative type of internet i'm just like i want that i like yeah. believe in it i really I, I believe in it from a normative perspective but also from a from a positive perspective of like that is actually just a better that's a better internet and hell you know i want to i want to i want to contribute to that it's my take oh well, got a super chat there what is it timing so this is uh from guy cowman sharp a holy and Draw blessed screen okay five dollars or five euro is that a euro yeah, it's oh, a, wow. pound, a pound. Thanks. British oh, pound. pound Sorry. Sterling. Yeah, it shows my ignorance. <laughs> oh, Nina Power said so. Oh, she did. Well, go ahead and read it. Nina Power? Don't be. Okay, oh, just sorry. read the. Okay, so, all right. Super chat. Sorry. Holy and blessed Easter Saturday to you, Justin and team. Thanks for all you do and keep up the good work. Thank you, Guy Thank you, Cowman Guy Sharp. Yeah. What did Nina say? What's up, Nina? Boys, you are both so beautiful. Look after yourself. Aww. Very <laughs> true. Very cool. true. Oh, Nina's the best. Thank you, yeah, Nina. Very sweet. Shout out to you, Nina. Yeah. God bless you. Happy Easter. Yes. All right. Great. So what do you think? Let, let's let's talk a little bit about a recent example of explicit internet Satanism. Although I think Barrett has a, a contrarian take here. Uh, ben, what's, oh, yeah. the, what's the quick summary? Give us like the quick TLDR. Summary. All right. So well, Nas X. Story. I mean, yeah, I am not familiar at all with, with this. I, I assume rapper is he? Yeah, he's a rapper. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't familiar at all until seeing the, these Nike shoes, I guess, that he created with like human blood and it somehow... Uh, like modeling a satanic aesthetic and uh, that's mm -hmm. been like but all it, over the news. It, yeah. it, it, it coincides with a video he did that's okay. basically like the this uh, very homoerotic, you know, I'd say almost quasi-biblical video. And I have, a, again, my take on it is uh, a little bit different than other people's because, right. because the satanic panic stuff has been going on forever. It's not right. new. I mean... <laughs> I mean, Kiss used their own blood when they printed their comic books back in 1977. Like, there's nothing. Uh, I think it goes along with this like narrative that, in many ways, if you watch the video, he's actually sort of reifying biblical icon like, like iconography in a time where, in my opinion, the most satanic shit is the kind of muted, uh, non-binary, non-extravagant. 
uh, cashmere sweater wearing like bug people shit <laughs> yeah. with the fucking that want to put a mask on everything. Yeah, yeah. And yes. so to me, I almost see this as like right um, different. Just to just what is Satan? But you know the conflation of like multiple things. The outward sort of descriptor of Satanism, I don't think, is inherently satanic, which is why a lot of people actually scribe black metal. Uh, which is very satanic is also very theological in a lot of ways that that's been right. So people can't escape that matrix because they keep reifying it. In other words, a public culture that acts as if Satan does not exist is is, truly the most satanic satanic thing. So in a, in a paradoxical way, so, to represent so I've Satan. actually said uh, on my private account that I thought he was based in Lindy. Okay. <laughs> right. And a lot of people disagreed with me, but I would say that if you're not looking at these, if if you're not if you're not studying these things or excavating them in any way, I mean, I thought it was a. Uh, I, I, Bernard Stiegler has a really great quote. Uh, he was he said I think something. The most evil thing you can do is to not allow people to speak about about evil itself or something mm-hmm. like that it's i don't remember i got the words totally wrong right but it was basically along those lines of like if you can't examine evil and you can't talk about it, which is basically what like these neoliberal people do so and i'd say like because they're not engaging in these in this imagery at all they pretend like they're not doing anything, which is why they'll freely bomb kids in another country. It's like there's something deeply satanic about a country that has that is starting wars all over the place and nobody seems to know or care. It's like, fuck, maybe you should start a draft. Maybe people should be in touch with the reality of what's going on. To me, that is more infinitely more satanic. I hear that. It's an interesting point. It totally makes some sense. I mean, I do, and I like it. I, I do think also... I don't want to sound like a kind of, you know, grandpa or something like that, but I do, I do think also, right. That there is, it, it is kind of glor- glorifying sa- Satanism. No, it, you don't think. Well, he does snap his neck at the end. He snaps Satan's neck. Yeah. Okay. So well, Satan, after he twerks on him and does all this like <laughs> stuff to him, he then goes up behind him and he, he snaps his neck. Interesting. Kills Satan and then puts on his, his little, uh, headpiece or something mm, instead interesting so is that anti-satanic or is that I, I, assuming I, I, assuming the, the the position of satan we don't know right yeah well that's the thing in there's no way to really speculate on that but i, I yeah. think but i definitely think that little added detail it's interesting kind of changes things a little bit right for me right on. I, yeah. I think i think it's a little more cryptic than people are suggesting i i'm inclined to nonetheless see this kind of ambiguous playing with good and evil. I mean, I, I appreciate your argument. You make a good case for it. I think I'm more skeptical. I think that it's it's perhaps not as bad as it seems, but it, it's all within the pattern of this kind of postmodern culture where there's no one really wants to stand strongly on the side of good against evil. That's seen as like an outdated, uh, low status kind of viewpoint that there's good and there's yeah. evil and to represent the good seriously and to, you know, reject evil and Satan clearly and straightforwardly. Yeah. That's kind of my, that, that's more the attitude that, that I believe in and that I'm interested in. And I do think that we are kind of swimming in this postmodern kind of entertainment culture where everyone acts as if, you know, you can play with symbols of good, symbols of evil, and it doesn't really matter. It's all just kind of interesting and 
um, creative and, and you know, that ambiguity is like high status. That's kind of how I see it. But I would, um, I see, I would, I, I almost completely disagree with you okay. because I think the ambiguity is sort of embedded in the, in the way these people, as I like to call them, the, the, the normie neoliberal bug, you know, <laughs> basic bitch kind of like libtards, whatever you want to call them. I think the fact that they don't play with these symbols at all, that they have mm. no poetic uh, structure to their being. I think the absence of like poetic nature is what makes them truly like what I don't right, want to say right. makes them because, you know, it's like William Blake says, it's not the people, it's the condition there. And I don't want to, yes. you know, demonize people at all. I don't want to demonize them. I just think they're in a condition that is so divorced from even any sort of ambiguity because I, I in my opinion mm. i think ambiguity is where you know the the ineffable and where all of the sort of like god like things they they start to take shape and take mm. hold i think that middle ground is where things are actually at their most beautiful and that's where the that's where the angels come in i mean that's mm. what it like angels can't have sex because they are sex so that's to me that's like the angelic uh poetic stuff and so i don't like I don't have a strong opinion on little Nas X video. I just don't see it as like nearly as bad as people who have literally no symbols and they're, mm. they're completely secularized in all of their, they have no aesthetics. They fucking, and they're conservative in all these ways. Cause they still believe in these tropes of evil versus good. That's why they all love Marvel movies and fucking <laughs> the Avengers and all this like, super fucking just gay shit sorry to <laughs> yeah yeah no i hear that but no i definitely see where you're saying so that true. a kind of generic normie bourgeois bugman perspective on uh good versus evil can be its own kind of supreme evil that's yeah. that's the real enemy totally see what you're saying though a part of me still just to, to me i'm inclined to see the entire the entire spectacle the yeah. entire kind of entertainment complex the the, the mainstream uh large-scale center of the spectacle pretty much everything that makes it up to that center is probably laced with satanism like not just yeah, people yeah. playing with satanic symbols yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but but i almost i see the whole it. spectacle as satanic but, and its structure well this is kind of something i coined a term people say i mean <laughs> i don't want to give myself too much credit but i call this transcendental cringe where like when you play with some symbols and you make them so overt and over the top that they rip through the fabric of the spectacle of themselves and reveal some sort of, they excavate some kind of truth procedure. Now with Lil Nas X, when you show these symbols, then you, then you, then you invoke the reality of what it is. It's very similar to Trump, you know, the way in which he's so cringe. It's almost, he's almost transcendentally cringe that he almost breaks down the faulty <laughs> logic of everything that surrounds him. Okay. I almost see this, I almost put this into that category of things. So, okay. I mean, is it satanic in and of itself? Yeah, but it's, it's like trickster shit, you know, it's mm -hmm. like, it's just showing you what is, it's showing you what's being animated so that people can actually take an informed approach instead of this like micro bug fascist lockdown <laughs> muted non uh you know pronoun bio hell world that we're sort of like inhabiting and this is all stuff that i think you know people they take for granted but when you see this thing you're you actually you can actually take an informed approach so i would rather there be more of those things unless people just sort of generically with their like 
you know, mask, like COVID endless nightmare logic of the cult yeah. of safety. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, you know, definitely. So. No, I definitely think that's uh, satanic as well. Yeah. Ben, I think you found an interesting artifact for us to respond to or react to in today's episode. Did you not? It's very relevant. I would say, yeah, maybe this could be an example of transcendental. Cringe. All right, so so Ben, Ben found this video for us to react to. Barrett has not seen it yet. I, I only caught a glimpse of it. Uh, Ben, give it a little setup. What is what are we going to be looking at? All right, we're looking at a very desperate man. Okay, uh, where did you find this? Uh, just on the on the depths of the internet. Probably don't want to give give too much away. Do we know anything about who this person is? Uh, no. Uh, well, I guess yeah. Okay, we have a name. Thursday Lane. Is he like a creator? Is he a um, YouTuber? I think. I don't know. All I right, think well, let's people just... collected his clips like disparately across the internet right. into this uh, Let's playlist. just watch it um, and we'll react. All right. You guys ready? Yeah, they have the audio, right? All right so satanic or a transcendental And cringe. the stream has the audio on the yes, desk. Yes. Here All we right. go, guys. Hi. I just want to say before I go to bed and please, I know I want to get in a fart porn, but please, please. Can someone set up a fart male white orgy for free for me? Can they invite me somewhere at least? I still want to get a fart male white porn, but please, can someone invite me to a free fart male orgy? I live in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Please, I'm addicted to fart male white porn. Fart I mean, male I'm addicted white? to a group of fart males, a fart, a white guy's farting in my face. Please wear jeans and gray sweatpants. Please, I live in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Wait, jeans I wish to get and sweatpants? somebody to fart invite me to a fart male white porn orgy please <laughs> please can somebody invite me to a fart male white porn orgy please we might have to organize one to a free <laughs> yeah. fart male white porn orgy how about that and then can someone hire me please i wish to get a free fart male white porn orgy can someone invite me i don't have i know i don't have no money i don't have a job but please i'm addicted to a fart, uh, to white males fart in my face please please <laughs> Please, I wish someone can invite me to a free fart male white orgy. Please, I wish for a group of white guys to fart my face. I wish yeah, we heard it. My face, long as y'all don't hurt me. Please, please, please. You could be a trans, a trans man, and you could be a you could be a trans man, which is a pasta male, or a man with a penis, which is a sandwich male. Please, I wish someone can invite me to a free male white fart porn. Please, free please, please. White male porn. Can I get a free fart male white orgy, please? Fart male white orgy. <laughs> Just interesting phraseology, yeah, to be yeah. honest. Um, did anyone catch halfway through in the middle of his pleading for, for uh, fart wow. male white orgy? Did anyone notice Hi. he also said out of nowhere, he said, Will you please hire me also? Yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was applying for a job in the middle of all of that. <laughs> I don't understand how that fits in whatsoever. Uh, but um, okay, interesting. So what's your take on that, Barrett? Uh, pretty interesting. Satanic or holy? Oof, I kind of, people are going to hate me for this. Yeah. I know what but you're going to say. I, I kind of think it's a little bit holy. Okay. I don't know okay. why. I knew you were going to say that. So, so help, help, us see, help us see the holiness of uh, looking for a fart male white <laughs> orgy. <laughs> because I don't think he even knows what he wants. It yeah. seems like he knows exactly what he wants. <laughs> no. Which I, is I, for I, men, I, for white I, men to I, fart I, on his face. I think, he, I think he knows very clearly he wants white men I, to I fart just, on his face. And that's all okay. he wants. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It just seems like it just seems like this in, like induced omnicidal psychosis. <laughs> it's just kind of like right. It's Maybe almost, it's a it's displaced, like a, it's a displaced, it's displaced desire. It's, yeah, it's a displaced desire, and he's actually 
maybe what he actually wants is, you know, the harbingers of death and the second coming of Christ. And Mm. and, and I'm I'm sort of thinking that I, I kind of am of this opinion that schizophrenic people, schizos, they're so close to and angels and God because it's all this display shit. So the things mm. that come out of their mouth are actually just like, like it's, it's almost like the, you know, like, I, I don't know how to describe it, but it's, there's definitely something about schizos yeah. and this person is clearly a fucking schizo. Yes. Yeah. I mean, sure. I, I can go with this line of argument for a minute. One thing we could say is that he's not, all he wants is for men to fart on his face. It's not even sexual, really. So, th- I mean, to be fair, well, he is calling orgy it an orgy. Part, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, yeah. I think implies sexual. So, yeah, but they're um, clothed, right? He wanted uh, jeans and oh, gray sweatpants. Yeah. Ben, you should change he the wanted, screen. So he wanted Paris two pants. pairs. Yeah. yeah. So, um, he, so no. he so he wanted two. He wanted them to be wearing two pairs of pants. Yeah. Exactly. At the same time, while they fart on his face, that that won't be a very pungent. I think so, th- I probably the reason yeah, he wants the reason he wants the man to wear jeans and sweatpants at the same time is because he wants that extra filtering technology. So the fart, so the fart gets the fart gets filtered between two layers of fabric, comes out better that way for him. Um, I mean, I appreciate the guy's passion. He's clearly very. I mean, he really wants it. He really wants to be invited to this. Um, I think maybe if we organize a party in Austin, we might have to have a, a white male fart orgy <laughs> as a part of it, and we should invite this guy. Okay, I'm kidding. I'm down. Like, yeah, I don't think. No, we're no, no I, I'm, I'm not kidding about inviting this guy. We should definitely invite him. No, we'll I don't know. I don't. I'm know, on it. I'm on it. I don't know that I could uh, promise an orgy, but honestly, if, if all you want is someone to fart in your face, that's not really sinful. Like, that's would you fairly- do it? Would you fart in his face? Um, I would feel uncomfortable personally because I'm married and it's clearly a kink for him. I oh, wouldn't want to give him a sexual kink. Um, but I'm not judging it. Like I think if a man gets turned on by someone else farting in his face, that's not necessarily sinful. I have no, I actually don't see any reason to object to that, frankly. Um, it's quirked up, but hey, all the power to him. So I think we could have a party in Austin, invite this guy, and we could arrange for like a, a group of white men to, I wouldn't to fart that. around him. You wouldn't. I, I would not. Why not? That's not my thing. Ben, would you do, would you do <laughs> I, it? I, I would watch it. I, I, I'll I'll watch. Um, can you leave permission. a comment on his video, dude? I, 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 oh, I, yeah. I like how Warhol is kind of like a voyeur. Mm, you know, he died oh, yeah. a virgin, he, but he watched plenty of orgies, and people kept trying to throw him out there. Be like, this guy, because you know he's really ultra Catholic, so he had this thing where he would like watch all these orgies and people. Sh- I think, he, no, he did drugs. He did blow and stuff, but he would like uh-huh. watch all these sexual things, but he'd never partake. And all these guys would be like, get the fuck out of here. Like, what are you doing? Just like watching us. He's right. like, no, I, I can't, I can't engage with this. I just, I, I can just watch it. Right. I mean, I wonder. I think that's pretty funny. Totally. So we could be like the Andy Warhol of this guy's gay white. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Ben, you were cracking yeah. up the whole time. You actually yeah. had to turn away from the mic I because did. you were yeah, laughing that's... so much. What's your What's your take on it, Ben? Oh man, it just brings me pure joy to just watch someone so passionate about. I like his passion. I like his no. Commitment. I mean, yeah, it's just hilarious. I like, I like, I like, like he, this great. is a guy who knows what he wants, and he was not afraid to ask for it. Like yeah. making that's it, a, yeah, man. He I literally he literally requested to be invited to a white male fart orgy twenty times in a row. Yeah. Like that was the video. The and same. it's just some like those that series of words I've never heard in my life. I never thought like possible like that you could put those together in such like a a beautiful poetic way. Oh, you know, yeah, that's true. You know what? Also, uh, Barrett, your to your argument that this is a kind of holy schizophrenia. He's literally praying. Look at him. Yes. <laughs> oh wow. wow. Yeah. 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 And he's sure. like, please, 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 please. He's basically 
praying to God that he will be granted a white male fart orgy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's interesting. I, I didn't I didn't even know this is a thing. I, didn't I know don't that's think a this is satanic. Not at all. I think I I think I'm getting I'm I'm being swayed by you, Barrett. I agree. It's uh, this is relatively innocent, and it's a he's a quirked up hootie, and you know <laughs> yeah. he's putting himself out there. He knows what he wants. He's asking for it. It's not particularly sinful, and you know all the power to him if he wants to be uh, farted on through two layers of fabric. <laughs> now I think a man is most most people are going to look a little weird wearing sweatpants and jeans at the same time. It's a little little strange. Uh, but I was most impressed by the, the the request for a job offer in the middle. Yeah, of that. That can, was go, well, can we try to find yeah. that again? Actually, yeah, I think it was around that. the middle. I would play, say play it from there, maybe. Yeah, for sure. I want to prove what I'm that I didn't mishear that. I think it's, it's around starting in the middle. Yeah, it's funny enough to listen to again. White porn orgy, please, please. Can somebody invite me to a fart male white porn orgy, please? I wish to be in a free fart male white porn orgy. How about that? And then can someone hire me? Yeah. <laughs> and then can someone hire me? That's awesome. That's awesome. This is actually like the most clever job application ever. It is, yeah. What he's going to do is Pretty he's going to get all these invites to kinky parties. He's going to make a big social network and, and develop relationships with all these people. And some of them are going to have a job to give him. So it's like, you know, the, the stupid way to look for a job is to go on like, hiring boards and, and job boards and actually apply for jobs. That's like the cucked beta virgin. That's like the virgin way to get a job. This yeah. is the real alpha way to get a job is to make super quirked up content on the internet yeah. where yeah. You're, you're really asking for something that has nothing to do with the job. Yes. And then by getting that, you're going to, you're, you're going to get, get a job. job. Yeah. 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 Uh, I like it. This is, this is, this is the most based, um, like economic labor strategy ever. Uh, this is the subversion of capital, dude. This it is really, is, right. this yeah, is yeah, true yeah, Marxism. Yeah. This is what Marxism this looks Marxism. like. <laughs> All right. Well, shout out to Thursday Lane. Yeah, Maybe man. we can get him on the show. I will. I'm going to make I like it. If anyone out there listens to Thursday Lane or is a follower of Thursday Lane, please tell him, tell him we gave please. him a shout out. Please, 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 please <laughs> tell Thursday Lane that we like him and we would love to get him on the podcast. Please, 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 please. All I want is for Thursday Lane to come on the other life podcast. And uh, we'll have a party for him in Austin, or uh, maybe not a party for him, but w when we have a party, party. Thursday Lane, sh no kidding, no kidding at all. We're not throwing shade at all. Well, you're 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 literally invited. Uh, if you want to come to Austin, we'd love to have you on oh, on yeah. the next party Great. and on the podcast IRL. Oh, for sure. Whew, that was good, man. That was good. Yeah, Fine, Ben. Yeah, was. I like it. Some... I like it. What else? Anything else in the news? Any anything else? Um, one thing I, I'll probably, we'll talk about this at greater length later, but oh, remember people listening live. If you have any questions you want us to take, uh, just throw them in a super chat and all the proceeds will go to starving intern Ben, who's uh, handling the tech for us. Yeah. Shout out to Ben. Thank you, Ben. Yeah, You're very, thank you. we couldn't do this without you. So oh. if anyone has any, you know, AMA, in other words, if you want to ask us some things, we're happy to take some questions with super chats in the meantime, if nothing is coming at the moment, um, one thing I'll speak to is, uh, Eric Weinstein's geometric unity paper has oh, been yeah. released. Uh, followers of the show know I've been talking a little bit about Eric Weinstein's possible descent into madness. I've been cataloging this. And uh, uh, I, I think we're going to need to do a whole episode on this, honestly, uh, because I read the paper. He just dropped this paper. He's been, he's been self-aggrandizing for quite a while. And I have some takes on it, but I think, honestly, it's going to deserve its own episode. But uh, do you have any takes, Barrett, on uh, Mr. Eric Weinstein? And this whole uh, kind of intellectual dark web phenomenon that's kind of going down the tubes. They're kind of all going mad. I think they're all a little drunk with power and now they're becoming transcendentally cringe or not I, even transcendentally, no, just no, normal that's cringe. Why, that's why I don't like Right, that. Transcendental cringe in your vocabulary is a good thing, basically. It is. It's right? a good thing because it's it's like the Hayoka trickster kind of mythology <laughs> yeah, yeah. stuff where you 
or the, you know, the jester or psychopomp or anything that kind of like shows you a little glimmer of truth by yeah, right. presenting a counterfactual to whatever the thing is. And then you, then you get to actually make a decision which path you want to go down. But if you're not aware of the path, I already explained all this shit. Yeah, I'll, I'll shut up. No, it's good. Um, what do I think of these guys? Any takes I'm on not, the, on the normie? I'm not a big fan. I don't, I don't really like this normie intellectual dark web stuff. I'd say it's pretty milk toast. It's, uh, you know, talk about not really standing by anything really one way or another. It's, it's them. It's just a whole lot of platitudes. Like I'm a, you know, I stand up for stuff like the right to debate ideas. It's, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. it's just like, but it, yeah. like, what does that even fucking mean? It all, it all just kind of returns to this milk toast liberalism. Basically that oh, yeah. is, uh, you know, like a lot, one of the biggest problems with this phenomenon is you have these pretty smart people sometimes who are, they are working outside of institutions and they do have a certain amount of courage to go outside of institutions. And sometimes they say things that are, you know, somewhat uh, provocative, I guess, but then they're with their attention that they win and the influence that they win, they're really just trying to kind of take their own power in the form of the liberal mediator of society. And I think that's just kind of a cringe re-territorialization. I do too. It's like, yeah. if you're going to go outside of institutions and you're actually lucky enough to have some influence outside of institutions, you have to go balls to the wall against institutions. You can't yeah. try to um, uh, regain for yourself an institutional perch. And a lot of these people become kind of bitter and resentful that they they become like butthurt that they're yeah. not like in the New York Times. Yeah. And this is like the yeah, ultimate yeah. failure mode for this type of uh, kind of boomer or Gen X uh, extra institutional intellectual is that they don't know what to do with their newfound anti-institutional freedom and out of bitterness and resentment, they want to, all they can really think about is how they should be writing op-eds in the New York times, but the New York times won't let them write op-eds. So they're oppressed and victimized. Yeah. And it's like, that's the most, yeah, that's it's the like most they, they loser up, perspective yeah, ever. Acknowledging that the fact that you've been denied access from these institutions, you're canceled. That's some beta shit. You can't be butthurt about you, that. You, you have to embrace it. You just embrace yeah, it. Don't yeah. talk about it. Totally. Like, That's the essence of my yeah. critique. Ben, what, was there a super chat I saw? Is it nothing yes, of substance? No, I mean, it's yeah, just giving me some money for my fish tendies. Okay, shout out to Rob yeah, Walker. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Rob. Three uh, pounds. Yeah. So what else? Anything else? Ben, any topics? Barrett, any topics? topics. I think we've... My attitude is that um, I really like the friend group we have in Austin and the people we're hanging out with IRL. And I kind of just want to check out of the public web. I want to be like so aloof from the gossip of the day. And yes. I want to just be like close to my homies, caring for my homies, doing fun, creative, wholesome life with my homies. And yeah, writing the best I can, publishing podcasts and videos like this. But um, in a way that's just, my goal is to become increasingly distant from everything normal and status, yeah. status quo. Like yeah, I, yeah. I want to find my, my line of flight as Deleuze would call it. And then just go as fast and hard down that line of flight as possible so that my goal is like when I'm 50 and I'm like, you know, still writing and making videos and podcasts because I plan to be doing this forever. This is like <laughs> my long, this is everything to me, like making, like figuring out the truth and expressing it. I'm all in on this as a lifestyle for life on the internet, openly and outside of institutions. When I'm 55 or 60, I hope I'm still doing this. And the stuff I'm talking about is like, should seem utterly deranged. Like people should, like you're either in my world and you know what I'm talking about and you like it, or if you're not, and you're like tuning into me when I'm 55 years old, I hope that when I'm 55 years old, the average person tunes into my shit and they're just like, what the fuck is this guy on? Like I like I want normies to have no idea what I'm yeah. even talking about, but I want my, my inner circle and my crew, my people 
to understand what I'm talking about. And I think that's that's increasingly where the world is going. I think you kind of have to, um, you know, with technology, you have to skate to where the fuck is going, not to where it is. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where that's where everything is going. I I agree. Yeah. No. No. I definitely agree. I think. Uh, I think. I think people need to sort of uh, escape from these things. But you know, it's it's hard because. And I got a lot of shit for being critical of this kind of like a New York newspaper thing that got, you know, it's a bunch of privileged kids. I'm not hating on privilege or anything, and they fully embrace what they are. Uh, and I'm not hating on them as people at all. I just think um, there tends to be this thing that you can sort of escape talking about certain things. But if you're if you're doing things too underground and you're trying to create too much local buzz and you're not you're not taking these to these larger, then you're, then you're almost sort of like denying the nature of information. So you, you don't want to deny that nature. You just want to block off all of the kind of extra discourse and all the stuff that could potentially impede, like you said, the, 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 the path that you're on. You don't, you don't want to be subjected to all the sort of like uh, brain rape of other fucking people just in the public sphere telling you and influencing you on what you should and shouldn't do. So any way to kind of navigate outside of that, I think is really, a, I think it's a positive thing and just don't, and, it, and it's really hard to not acknowledge that when, you know, you're in group chats on Twitter and you're all in these public spaces and other people that are your peers when they're concerned with it, then you become concerned with it because then you become concerned with what they're concerned about. And so yep. I think that is kind of, um, yeah, that's, that's, I think that's basically it. So I think that, uh, yeah, just moving away from these spaces, you know, it's little by little, it could be do anything as like locking one of your accounts and making it private. I know when I did that, it, it helped me immensely, you know, it really helped me sort of like recenter my thoughts and, and do and start to work on things that I think actually people might really enjoy, you know? So if you're into like fire clothes and weird, fashionable art fag stuff, then, you know, working on some of that, if you like whatever, just random conversations that you, that's, that's cool too. But, you know, just it's, it's, it becomes increasingly more difficult to churn these things out if you have all these extraneous distractions and you're overtly concerned with um, these other sort of like public, these, uh, these games basically. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Sorry to rant. No, no, that's good. I mean, one of the things I'm noticing lately is how important it is to have just like friends in real life. Cause a lot of the pandemic, the, one of the most perverse effects of the pandemic is that it actually, it actually makes people hang out less with their friends too. It's like people have been avoiding all other human beings and I think cutting yourself off from IRL friends is kind of one of the one of the most painful and vicious things that that can happen in a way, because in a way, in a way, what I think happens is people become more dependent on bullshit like social media, public opinion, if they don't have IRL friends as an anchor. You know, so I think, you know, because if you have people that you can just hang out with and talk shit with just kind of say what all the wacky stuff you think and feel and you can do that for fun with people around you who you who you know and like it has a way of buff of, of creating a bulwark against what like random people on the internet think so if you don't have that irl friend group then you become more sensitive to what like some stranger on twitter thinks it's like you know you get it's impossible to not feel um the effects of of, of feedback from internet people but it's like sometimes these people are like 12 year old 
You know, it's like you don't even know. You like think about this. You got like a DM. Think about like you got a comment on YouTube. This video sucks. Yeah. Or you got a comment on Twitter, you know, telling telling you that you suck or something like that. And it's like no matter how strong-minded you are, um, just seeing that is gonna have some type of uh, irreducible psychological effect. Even if you're good at kind of reducing that effect, that's it, it, it takes up you know some amount of of, of cognition. It does. And yeah. and little do you little do you know, it could literally be like a deranged 12-year-old. And, and you're, you're, but you're like a full functioning adult and you're actually letting these people into your head. I'm just increasingly, I'm I'm increasingly going through a kind of paradigm shift at the moment where I think I'm just going to be closing myself off to to any type of that exposure. Um, with, with one or two small exceptions, like I'm going to make like a kind of a bottleneck where it's like, if you fuck with me and you want to like, you know, work with, like, I don't know, interact with me or like contribute to a, to my community, like indiethinkers.org or something like that, then yeah, like here's, here's like a process. If you're working on real shit that like, uh, fucks with my work, then yeah, sure. Come into my world. I'd love to get to know you and like work with you. Um, but short of that, like there needs to be like a really firm barrier and that should, and that should be like a relatively selective bottleneck. Um, and I, yeah, so that's, that's where my mind is going. That's why I'm interested in things like Urbit and, and indie thinkers and stuff like that. Cause you need stronger filters. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. But then again, well, and also Ben already got his girlfriend from the internet, so we can yep. shut down. We don't need to like keep an open membrane. You know, nope. you already have a girlfriend. Yeah, so I'm done. That it's was, kind of, that was like one of the big motivations to like have an open membrane right. with the world. That's right. I, I mean, I got rid of Instagram because that was the only reason I had are it. Are you off Instagram? All, all the way off. Whoa, Instagram. really? Yeah, we both are. Yeah, we both went off together. Really? So, yep. Tell us about the logic behind that. What made you kind of that? that the conversation? The really? It. Yeah. I, we kind of talked about it. I was like, wow, yeah, let's put it. Yeah, was it like, were you observing that it's like unhealthy for you? Yes. Oh, for sure. Uh, okay. Kind of, yeah, getting a little addicted there. And well, Dude, yeah, I needed good for a you. Break. That's yeah. yeah. Thanks, man. Um, so, yeah. So, like, now that you got a girlfriend through the internet, we yeah. can. We, we can close down the memory. Shut it more. down. I kind of, I'm kind of, I kind of take some inspiration from Sam Hyde's system. I don't know yes. if you fuck with his stuff, but oh, yeah. he's got a good kind of game going where he's super reclusive. Every, almost everything he does is behind a gumroad paywall. And then he just posts clips to YouTube. And that's, I think that's the, the extent of what he does as yeah. far as I'm concerned. And I think he's got like a pretty, pretty thriving. I think he, yeah. Gumroad system. and YouTube. That's all. Yes. Yeah. So Stay tuned, folks. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make some updates to the other life operations in one way or another. Yeah. Um, all right. I think we'll kind of wrap this baby up. So, but yeah. if you're listening on YouTube live, please subscribe to the channel and click the little bell so you get a notification next time we go live. Thanks to Barrett for coming out. And uh, yeah, if you want to check great. out Barrett's podcast, it's called Contain. And there's a link in the show notes. It's you can just find it at Patreon.com/slash/Contain and uh, check check them out there. And yeah, uh, thanks for hanging out. As always, you can check out indiethinkers.org if you're working on your own independent intellectual work and you want a you know a sophisticated, dedicated community of other people doing that, um, then hit us up there. And uh, yeah, last but not least, um, you can text me if you want to. Um, I'm specifically kind of building this text list um, for two purposes. If you want to send us content to react to, that's always welcome. We always kind of need interesting stuff to react to. And, uh, but also, um, just if you want to stay, if you want to get updates on like future events that we're doing. So uh, it's just a, it's just a quick, easy way to uh, send out updates to people on, on what I'm up to. Like if we do events or parties in Austin and you want to get the memo, just text me. Um, but also just if you want to hear about, you know, big updates on stuff that I'm doing, it's going to be the easiest way. So check that out. The number is 303-529-2047. And that goes to my text messages. So, um, like I said, I'm happy to chat a little bit, but just like I'm talking about, I'm I'm, I'm planning a major kind of uh, withdrawal from availability. So that's a way to 
get connected with me and get updates on parties or like things that we're doing. But uh, I'm not just give you a warning. I'm not going to be texting with you daily about your thoughts and feelings, you know, maybe once, <laughs> but otherwise I'm going to be reclusive and uh, just going to use that text list as a way to update people on stuff. All right. Well, um, I guess if people want to send any last questions before we wrap it up, uh, we're not in a rush to leave. Uh, so if you want to, if you want to send Ben some, some money for his fish sticks, we will happily respond to any <laughs> questions, but it seems like the chat is kind of, it's kind of chill today, Ben, were there any, uh, notable comments or questions that maybe weren't super chats that you thought would be fun to talk about? Uh, Nina was urging you to get more, uh, outdoor time. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Of you. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I could definitely stand for some Nina's all, looking out. Nina's all about the, the outdoors. Yeah. Nina's oh. Nina's. Nina has become a, a, oh. a pagan flower child. I like it. Oh, yeah. Terry Davis, based or blessed or both. Do you know Terry I'm, Davis? I must be stupid. I don't know who Terry Davis is. Oh, do you know, Barrett? The, the schizo uh, like tech guy, I guess he created. Oh, he's, uh, he's the guy who created Temple OS. Yes. Right. I've oh, heard about it. that yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people compare Temple OS to Urbit. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what do you think? Um, I don't know much about it technically, yeah. but... I, I, I think Urbit is different. I think Urbit has more sophisticated pathways to actual adoption. Mm -hmm. And from what I recall, Temple OS is, is like truly schizo in a, in a yeah, way. Yeah. That is cool. Because he was. Yeah. It's kind of interesting as an art project, but I, I don't think the comparison is fair. I, I do think that Urbit is a more serious player is in my perspective. Yeah. But I couldn't explain why. I, I, it was, <laughs> sure. It's been a while since I looked into Temple OS, but yeah. that was my impression. Cool. We should do a comparison video. Yeah, or could something. do. I don't know. Ben, do you have takes? No, not at all. I just lo I love his videos. I think he's extremely entertaining to watch. I don't know anything about his project, but yeah, right on. Entertaining guy. Um, all right. Well, yeah, not a lot it. of super chats today. That's all right. Next time, maybe. Yeah. Then because I'm gonna start. I'll buy you some candies. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll, I always make fine. up for it when 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 the super chats don't come through. I'll, yes. I'll find a way oh, to make up for it. So um, yeah, Ben is graduating from university in May. At which point. I'm my goal is to put him on a proper salary. Yes. And um, yeah, I might have some news actually coming up soon. I don't want to, I don't want to jinx anything, but I am, uh, I, I do have some interesting things in the works. So I'll let you, I'll let listeners know about that. But Ben, I think, I think I'm going to, I think I got the way I'm, I think, I think I'm yeah. going to be able to give you a, a dignified salary and you're not going to, you're not going to be a, 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 a well, I don't want to say it, but say it. No. Okay. Well, because I feel bad. I, you've been An very indentured servant. You've been very good for yeah. the show. I'm so grateful for your help. Oh, of course. And um, I mean, I, for people listening, I do give them some money. I, it's not like he's like literally working for free. But um, you know, you you deserve more, right. Ben. Well, and I thanks. look forward to giving it to you. I'm going to find a way. Anyway, folks, thanks for listening. Contain podcast. Go check it out. Other life podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Let's shut it down. Beautiful. Thanks, everyone. Let's shut it down. Later. God bless. Happy Easter. <laughs>